Hello everyone, happy Friday. Welcome to the verse of the day. My name is Maxine and may God bless you almightily. Thank you for tuning in. We are so grateful that we have reached the end of the week. We have every reason to thank the Lord Jesus Christ. We've woken up in peace. We've gone to bed in peace. We've woken up to see our families. We've had beautiful, blessed days. Even if we've experienced some form of negativity or adversity, we are still here to to say something excuse me we're still here to say something we're still here to say the glory of god is upon us we're still here to be grateful the verse of today comes from the lovely book of luke chapter one and i'll be reading it from the amplified classic version and the verse is verse 37 holy spirit as i read this scripture i pray that you manifest this platform and have the word just come out and speak and dwell in our hearts and dwell in our spirits and just be so alive and light that it is. I learned this week that scripture is not just scripture. Scripture is not just words. Scripture is the word, especially the words that come from God. The words that are in the Bible that God says. The words that God speaks are not just words. Because in John chapter 1 it says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And everything was made through Him. And there was nothing that existed that was made without Him. Meaning that Jesus Christ is the Word. So when God's thoughts speak. We're speaking Jesus Christ. We're speaking salvation. We're speaking light. We're speaking deliverance. We're speaking grace. We're speaking favor. We're speaking mercy. We're speaking victory. We're speaking triumphantness. We're speaking greatness. We're speaking majesty. We're speaking kingship, the Lord, the host of hosts. It's so much and that's very heavy because we just take the word of God as the word that God said but do we understand the gravity of the word that's a story for another day heavenly father we come before you this Friday we are grateful and glorious of you we're grateful and thankful of your presence in our lives we are truly humbled and we worship you I just like to take a few seconds to just say you are the king of kings You are the Lord of Lords. You are God, Abba, Father, the Provider. Ebenezer, Roba, Dagadada, Bashatayaba. The Maker, oh, hallelujah. The Lord who makes anything out of nothing. Oh God, we worship you. We thank you. We thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you. That your son, Jesus Christ, who made us your children once again. Oh, hallelujah. We have become your begotten through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We thank you, O God. We thank you for the Prince of Peace. We thank you for the Lord of Lords. We thank you for the King of Kings who is mighty in battle. We thank you for the Key of David. We thank you for the Lion of Judah. We thank you for the Root of David. We're grateful that Jesus has shown us who you are. He, sh- he has shown us your thoughts for he is the word. 
He has shown us your greatness. He has shown us the love that you have for us. He has shown us your mercy and your kindness. We are thankful. We're thankful that even in all the great things that Jesus Christ has done for us, he has left us you, O Holy Spirit, the Father of all spirits, the spirit and life of God that hovered on the earth when it was nothing, void and dark, encapsulated by the strategies of the fallen cherub. And all you had to do is say, let there be light. And there was light. Oh, Holy Spirit, we thank you for light. We thank you for your presence in our lives. We thank you that you are manifesting in us each day. We're grateful for you. We worship you. You are that spirit that brings liberty. You're that holy, consuming fire that just burns every nasty, negative adversary that we face. We thank you. You blot out every transgression. You quicken us. You give us life. You give us power. We thank you. I ask that this word becomes alive in our hearts. I ask that this word truly impacts us the way it should be. For this is a lovely, momentous occasion where we get to see your glory. I ask all this trusting and believing in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Luke chapter 1. I will start from the lovely verse of 26. This is an account of Mary's experience with Angel Gabriel and Elizabeth. And it starts in verse 26. Now in the sixth month after that, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee named Nazareth, to a girl never having been married and a virgin engaged to be married, to a man whose name was Joseph, a descendant of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Hail, O favored one, endued with grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed, favored of God, are you before all other women. If anyone wanted to know what the meaning of blessed is, God is telling you when he says you're blessed, you are favored with him. (laughs) Who cares if you're favored with man? Verse 29. But when she saw him, she was greatly troubled and disturbed and confused at what he said and kept revolving in her mind what such a greeting might mean. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found grace, grace, free, spontaneous, absolute favor and loving kindness with God. And listen, you will become pregnant and will give birth to a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, eminent and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob throughout the ages and of his reign there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I have no intimacy with any man as a husband? Verse 35. Then the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you like a shining cloud. And so the holy, pure, sinless thing offspring which shall be born of you will be called the son of god this is a very very revealing word in verse 35 36 and listen your relative elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son 
and this is now the sixth month with her who was called barren. 37, our verse of today. For with God, nothing is ever impossible and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. 38, then Mary said, behold, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to what you have said. And the angel left her. This is another vital scripture in verse 38. And so Mary leaves her house and goes to Judah. And she encounters Elizabeth, who's already pregnant with John the Baptist. And when she met Elizabeth, the womb that had John leaped with joy for the Holy Spirit came upon Elizabeth and Elizabeth is it written in verse 41 Elizabeth was filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit and when she was filled and controlled by the Holy Spirit she cried out and she said a loud cry and began to exclaim certain things about Mary that she was blessed she was favored amongst other women that God has favored her and her fruit of the womb is blessed now the most important part of Elizabeth's exclamations comes in verse 45, where she says, And blessed, happy to be envied, is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of the things that were spoken to her from the Lord. And I'll just say it again. And blessed, happy to be envied, is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment in other scriptures. I think in King James, it says there shall be a performance of the things that were spoken to her from the Lord. So I just like to highlight key things that come from this whole reading that we've said that first of all, God sent angel Gabriel. So God sends angel Gabriel and tells Mary that she's about to be conceiving Jesus Christ Mary is very appalled and very shocked and wondering how is this going to happen. And the angel tells her it will happen through the power of the Holy Spirit that will overshadow her. And she goes on to say that I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be done according to what you have said. And then angel Gabriel leaves. But before he leaves, he goes on to say that there is nothing that is impossible with God and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. This is very important. It means that the word of God exists no matter what. We cannot say that when we speak the word of God, and it doesn't materialize in our lives that the word of God is fake. We can't say that because angel Gabriel, who was sent from God, is telling us that with God, nothing is ever impossible. So I'd like you to think about that situation, that circumstance in your life that everybody has told you, give up step out and in you and your hearts of hearts and your spirit you know you're there for the right reasons you're reading the word and God is telling you I have put you there for the right reasons whenever people see darkness I see light in fact not only will I see light I will reveal to you the treasures that are in dark places 
book of Isaiah, God is telling us that in your adversity, in your breakdown, he brings breakthrough. He tells you that whenever people have reached a stage in life where they say, this is no longer possible, we should give up, we should turn back, we should go away, forget this matter, forget this person, forget this issue. God is saying, with me, you don't have to think about such things because when I say something is possible, it is possible, even if it is impossible to you, to humanity, even if it's impossible to man, even if it's impossible to the people who you relied on as horses and chariots to be your solution to the problem that you had. God is saying that there's nothing that is impossible with him. He's going on to say, like he's always said in the book of Isaiah, that the words he speaks forth, whenever they go out into the world, they never return void. Which means that if you've spoken any word of God and you've not received that word actually becoming flesh and dwelling in you, you've not received that word manifesting in your life, the word is still out there. So let it be a revelation to you now because God is saying that the word is still out there for you. So I want you to take this weekend and ask yourself, what has God said concerning me? Who has God sent in my life saying that this will happen to you? Who has God said this is going to manifest in your life according to the word that he has spoken in scripture? Because he's saying that his words will always fulfill. They will never have the impossibility of fulfillment. His words will always fulfill. Which means anything God has spoken to you regarding your life, your destiny, that is according to his will, is still out there. It has never returned to God void. It is waiting to achieve the results. Remember, we have come to see throughout scripture, God is consistent. God does not change. God is the ancient of days. God is, God has been, God will be forever and ever, everlasting. We are the ones who change. We are the ones who evolve. We are the ones who transform. We are the ones who conform. God remains the same. There's a song that we sing in my church. It says, you are that same God and you never change. It's very true. God never changes, meaning the words he spoke out regarding you are still out there. Let me tell you why they've not reached. They've not reached because we are just waiting for God to do something. But uh, God has a principle called, when I bless you, I've blessed you. But there needs to be a vessel that transmits that blessing to you. God blesses man through man simply because of a spiritual law that God said in the book of Psalms, the heavens belong to the Lord and the earth belongs to man and God. We have shared dominion on earth, meaning God blesses man through man. David was anointed as king through Samuel. Saul was anointed as king through Samuel. We were saved through Jesus. So that means there's a blessing that God has for us. There is a will that God has for us that has to manifest. And most of the time when we say God blesses man through man, we always think that there are other people who are meant to bring us the blessing. Sometimes we are the own vessel. We are that vessel that brings the vessel that brings the blessing into our lives. God uses man 
in a beautiful way to bring blessings and uplifting in other people's lives even to our own personal lives but there are some personal interactions that you just need to have with God. And we're seeing it right here with the encounter Mary is having with God. Mary was given the responsibility to, cons- to, to host Jesus Christ. No, God didn't use any other man to come and tell her you're going to be pregnant with Christ. God used an angel. But the vessel that God used to bless humanity was her. And as she was blessing humanity with birthing Jesus Christ, she was blessing herself. Remember, Mary was born of a man and a woman. She still had sin. But when she hosted Jesus Christ, she hosted the child that was not with sin. But even when Jesus was dying for our sins. He was dying for the iniquities that Mary had, was dying for the sins that Mary had. So God can use man to bless you. He can use destiny helpers. He can use people in this earth to come and bring blessings upon your life. But there's some personal interactions, some specifically designed encounters that God wants to have with you that he has designed specifically for you. And you're that vessel. And Mary shows us a very vital step in order to receive that blessing of God. She asked, how is this going to happen to me? The Holy Spirit. And God is very open with us. When we ask, how does God do these things? It's the Holy Spirit. How does God create a situation of chaos into a situation of joy? The answer is there, the Holy Spirit. Now, God is not interested in having you ask, how is the Holy Spirit going to make these things? That's not your problem. That's not your headache. You're meant to see the end result. You're meant to see the power of the Holy Spirit and then speak of that. Excuse me. We have to embrace the Holy Spirit because he is the spirit that will make all the great things in your life happen. And so Mary goes on to fulfill the first condition in order for what angel Gabriel was sent to say to manifest. She went on to say, be it done according to your will, O God. She said, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be done according to what you have said. Mary offered herself. Mary said, you chose me. I am allowing it to happen. I have agreed. I accept. I am humbled and I am here to serve. So there is a word for you. There is a scripture for you. There is a prophecy, a promise that God has set for you. My first question to you is, have you accepted that word? Or you're going to see what the word does, then accept that the word was for you. Are you waiting to see the result, then agree that that was a prophecy for you? Or you're willing to do the next thing that she did for that word to happen? Mary goes on to see Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth sees her, she is fulfilled and controlled by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit reveals a secret to us. And he tells her why Mary ended up conceiving Jesus Christ through his power. Because she said, blessed is she who has believed and there shall be a performance. 
So if Mary did not believe, this would not have happened. And I think, you know, it is even uh, discussed that if Mary would not have agreed, then God would have to look for a virgin who was willing and would believe. So here we are people in a very humbling revelation. We only look at this scripture as the birth of Jesus. But this scripture is us. This scripture is talking about situations in our life. You are a virgin to a certain condition that God is bringing into your life. You've never experienced it before. You've never had any human interaction in it. You might want to be a new boss. You might want to be buying a new house. You might want to be in a marriage. You might want to be in a partnership. You are searching for greener pastures. You want to be a mother. And this is your first time. This is you venturing into a virgin situation. And God is telling you how he's going to allow it to happen. He's opening doors into a new season of your life that you don't know what shall bring forth, but he's telling you what comes forth. He's telling you what comes forth is greatness, eminence, power, blessing, salvation, deliverance. Because what he's bringing forth into your life is the word, Jesus. What he's bringing forth into your breakdown is a breakthrough, which is Jesus. And so God is telling you, I'm about to bring you into a new beginning. And you ask, how is this going to be? God is telling you, the Holy Spirit shall do it for you. And fine. Before he leaves, he goes on to say, remember that nothing I say returns void. Everything I say becomes word and becomes possible and manifests. The condition that allows that to happen is you saying, let it be done according to what you have said. And then you go on to the second condition, which is to believe. You must have faith. You must trust God. You must take that risk of God. You may not know what's on the other side, people, but you have to trust that the Most High is going to take you to a level that is full of greatness and blessing. Let this be a revelation for someone that you are looking to God to open doors that no one has opened. You're looking to open doors that no man has tried to open or they have failed to open. You have gone through adversity. You've gone through pain. People have come down on you and said this is a waste of time you are doomed you're full of delay you're full of stagnation this is clearly a hex on you the devil has his hold on you god is telling you that he has set a word upon you he has set a word regarding your destiny he has plans for you that are plans that are expected in greatness so you have to believe and when you believe Tell the Lord God and tell the world, let it be done according to what the Lord has said and see what the Holy Spirit will do for you. Look at how impactful God is. When God impacts people, he impacted Mary just by one word. And when Mary showed up to Elizabeth, the womb leaped for joy. It means that when God impacts your life, when God visits you, (laughs) everyone around you will feel it. When God encounters himself upon you, everyone around you will feel it. Mary 
had not even conceived Jesus yet, but she visited Elizabeth and John the Baptist leaped for joy. And it reached a point that it was so overwhelming because the Holy Spirit came upon her. And in that coming upon her, he reveals to us a great secret. Many people say, I read the Bible, I pray every day, I go to church, I pay my tithes, I try and live a lifestyle of correctness and righteousness, but I keep on getting attacked. I do not see the word of God manifest in my life. I feel like giving up. I see other people getting to share testimonies about the power of God in their life. And here I am just watching and nothing is happening. I don't see the results. There is restraint. There are chains over me. There's a mark of disfavor. There's a veil upon my head. Their generational curses upon me. People have spoken ill against me. Every time I try to do something right, there's always just bad luck following me or the enemy is just holding his strongholds upon me. That may be true. But we also have to consider that sometimes, most of the time actually, that the word of God doesn't become real in our lives because we don't believe the way we should believe. We're not faithful the way we should be faithful. We're not obedient the way we should be obedient. And we're not telling God, let your will be done according to what you have said it shall be done. Let it happen according to what you have said. So when God tells you no weapon formed against you shall prosper, yes, God has said it. But there has to be a condition for that to manifest in your life. So are you going to believe in God to make sure no weapon formed against you shall prosper? If no weapon formed against you shall prosper, there are certain things that must happen to you in order for you to become impenetrable. So you first surrender yourself to God and rely on God for he's that strong strong tower and with him nothing will penetrate you. And as you go forth, his rod and comfort will his rod and staff will comfort you he's gone on to tell you there is an armor that you wear it's an armor i'm giving you it's an armor that you wear when i'm with you you know and it's salvation your righteousness as your 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 breastplate the truth as your your be- your belt the faith that is your shield, the word of God, which is fulfilled with the Holy Spirit as your sword, your spear, you know, you're standing on the gospel of peace, facing your adversity, not your back, facing the devil, not running away from him, facing him because you are with the Lord. You come in the name of Lord. You're submitted to Jesus Christ. And when you speak, your sword is not just the sword. It has the word. I've come to learn this week, people, that the Holy Spirit gives power. The word gives power. It's not the other way around. So when we speak the word, the word brings power. When we speak scripture, it's not just words. It's not just us saying God says. It's the word, Jesus, giving power. Do we believe in it? Do we trust in that? Do we have faith in it? If you do, then you are about to show us the great encounters you have with Jesus. 
for we shall feel it. You will testify about it. If you're not yet to see it, then it means that there are conditions that we have not fulfilled in order to receive it. And it's our job as Christians to meditate on the word and to do what we have been commanded to do. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Obedience. I like Apostle Joshua Selman because Apostle Joshua Selman talks about faith. And there's a very specific definition of faith that he gives. And he says, faith is an action. It's a form of obedience in God. And it's an action you take based on your persuasion and conviction of who God is in your life and the integrity of him as a person. Is he able? Is he integral? And if you ask yourself those questions, you open Hebrews chapter 11 and you see what it means to have an integral and able God. You open Genesis 21 verse 1 and it says, And God promised Sarah to do what he said he would do and he went on to do it. He gave Sarah Isaac. He told the Egyptians, the, he told the Israelites, these Egyptians you see, you shall see no more. And so they crossed the Red Sea. Remember, when the Israelites were crossing the Red Sea, Moses did not separate the waters in order for them to cross. He told them, start walking and cross the Red Sea. It takes faith. It takes obedience, people. A long podcast, but this is so revealing. If I do this broadcast for the weekend, this is it. This is it. This is enough for us to just meditate and fellowship with God from Friday through to Sunday. And I think that's what I'm going to do because this is very heavy. Luke chapter 1 talks about the birth of Christ, but this is a significant revelation in our lives regarding opening doors into seasons we are not aware of, taking us into different phases of life that God has destined us for. We have to be cognizant that we have to believe in Jesus Christ, have faith in him and be obedient in every single instruction that he gives us. And we stand tall and proud in the presence of God in the most humbling way as that as we are children of God saying, let it be done according to what you have said. We cannot say angels have not visited us. We cannot say we have not experienced miracles because the word of God is not true. And we've not experienced signs and wonders because Jesus doesn't like us enough or we've sinned too much and God has turned his back on us. There are moments that we give the devil too much credit for the problems that we have in our lives. Most of the time, the word of God does not manifest in our lives simply because we don't believe, we lack faith, and we have not told God, here I am, use me. Jesus believed. Jesus had faith. And Jesus always kept on saying, Father, here I am. Have a lovely weekend. A long podcast, but I pray that as we enter the new week, 
were able to receive from God. This wonderful word. So I hope you go and you write down these scriptures of Luke and recall the blessings God has told you. Recall the prophecies, recall the promises, recall the commands that God has said. Maybe it's time to just tell God, here I am. Let it be done according to what you have said. And in your hearts of hearts and in your mind and body and spirit, believe. God bless you. I will see you on Monday.